In today's episode, I'm going to help you put a little bit more thought into your decisions by asking yourself great questions that force you to utilize information available to you so you can make great reads and exploits. It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. I'm really excited about today's podcast because I'm not going to necessarily give you strategies to use, strategies for three betting or C betting or whatnot. I'm going to give you strategies to help you put more thought into your decisions. You're going to learn what various aspects to look for on the table, but at the same time, you're going to learn some the perfect poker question to force you to think about all the information available to improve your reads and improve your decision making. You're going to start saving more money and earning more money and earning pots with today's technique. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> So please whip out your poker journal. You're going to want to take some notes and please visit today's show notes page for a transcript of everything I'm about to say, including some screenshots and links. Go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three, six, five. No more dilly dallying. Let's do this. Gambate. This is damn exciting stuff. Most poker players do not put enough thought into their decisions. Basically. All they do, not everyone, but most players, right? All you do is you look down at your cards, you compare them to the board, you gauge the strength of your hand, and then you simply make the best play that you think at the time based on hand and board, right? This is first level thinking. Players fail to take into account the plethora of information available to them. Things like the villain's range of potential hands and the prior actions they've taken on those earlier streets. Maybe you even don't think about the villain's tendencies. You don't pay attention to stack and pot sizes, right? Maybe you fail to think about table position and relative position, yours uh, in regards to their position around the table, right? Um, Oftentimes we forget about what cards can come on the next street, or not forget about what cards, but we just don't even think about the future, right? You're making your decision right now on the flop. There's going to be a turn card. Can it be a deuce? Can it be an ace? Can it be a spade? What's going to help you? What's going to hurt you, right? You got to start thinking ahead to those uh, cards that are going to help or hurt your chances in the hand. You also want to think about, hey, if I'm about to bet right now, how is villain going to respond to me? And what am I going to do if they check raise me? What am I going to do if they call and we see the next street? So much information. And as a rule, the more information that you take into account, the better your decisions are going to be. You need to train yourself to utilize as much information as possible. And for me, the best way to train yourself, uh, to utilize, to consider all that information on the table is to ask and answer questions before every single decision. So let's think about a few spots we get into all the time potentially, right? You're dealt pocket aces preflop, somebody else raises. So of course you're going to three bet. But before you three bet, maybe ask and answer the question, what's the best size to use to convince my opponent to come over the top? Pretty good question, right? If you can put more thought into that and come up with the perfect size to get him to four bet jam over you, there's no better result with your pocket aces, right? 
Another situation, maybe you river the nut straight, and before you shove, or before you even better, whatever you're going to do, ask and answer the question, do they have any hands that are going to give me crazy value? Should I only bet half pot because they don't have that many strong hands? Should I bet full pot? Should I overshove 150% uh, pot because they have so many strong hands that are weaker than mine in their range? And the last situation, right? Um, before, let, let's say you see bet on the flop and somebody raised you right now, you want to ask yourself, well, what hands are they raising that I beat? Because if you're concerned, not concerned, if you're considering calling, they have to have hands in their raising range that are worse than yours. So you flop that top pair, top kicker, you might automatically think, great, they raised me. But let's think about player type. Let's think about their flop tendencies. Let's think about that board in their pre-flop range. Is he actually raising something that's worse than top pair top kicker? Or does he only do this with uh, like a set of deuces? So asking yourself useful questions like this, it's going to force you to think more about the information available and help you make better reads and better plays. One of the things you want to do is develop asking and answering questions and utilizing all the information Develop that as a poker habit. Now, this is going to be uh, developed as a habit if you're doing it in-game, of course, while you're playing. Somebody makes a play, you ask a question based on their actions, look for information, make the best read, and then make your decision, right? But you should also be doing this kind of stuff during your study sessions. When you're analyzing hands, force yourself to ask and answer a question with every action you see your opponents make. Now, it's going to be tough at first because really asking yourself questions doesn't come natural, but just with a little bit of practice, maybe over your next three or five play and study sessions, you're going to start to turn this into a beneficial habit. And I guarantee your poker decisions um, are going to be improved for it. So you might be wondering, like, what is the best question to ask? Of course, that depends on the situation that you're facing. I mean, your questions pre-flop are going to be different from your questions post-flop, right? Or as the pre-flop better, or as a post-flop better, as opposed to facing a better, facing a raise from your opponent. Well, knowing uh, what question to ask, it comes with putting in the reps. So asking and answering questions repeatedly over and over as you're playing during study sessions, that's going to help develop an intuition for the best questions to ask and develop an intuition for the information to look for on the table in your opponent's HUD uh, in regards to your opponent's player type, bet sizes, all that stuff. Develop an intuition for, for finding that information and utilizing it in the moment. Let me give you a super, super big useful tip. If you're ever in doubt as to the best question to ask in any given situation, you can always fall back on poker's ultimate question. Uh, before I give it to you, do you know what it is? If you do, shout it out loud right now. For those of you who don't know poker's ultimate question, you have to write this down on a sticky note, attach it to your computer, tattoo it on the back of your hand, whatever you have to do to remember it. But here it is. What are they doing this with? You can ask this question in just about any situation, and the answer is going to be helpful. And in order to answer it properly or fully, you need to think about all the information available uh, in the hand that you're playing. So let's practice this asking question with a real-world example. So, you're in late position. You open raise with king-jack offsuit, and Susan, she's the only caller in the big blind. The first question that should pop in your mind is, what is she doing this with?
Now, this basically means you're going to think about her preflop range of hands when calling in the big blind. And this is going to force you to really consider the type of player she is. If you're online, like look at her stats or how, how frequently she calls out of the big blind. So you're going to put her on that calling, like envision that calling range in your mind. But one of the great things about this is you're going to remove some of those really strong hands. You know, Susan, you know, she would three bet with pocket jacks, queens, kings, aces, and ace king. Awesome. You just remove the strongest hands from her range. Just knowing that she's capable of or that she would three bet with those and not call with those gives you an informational advantage already. You can use that post flop to try to help you win the pot from her. So let's say the flop comes king, nine, deuce, rainbow. You hit a top pair, good kicker with your king jack. Susan checks. Remember, she's out of position in the big blind. And um, she checks. You C-bet, and she raises your C-bet. She check-raised you. A great question to ask here is, what is Susan check-raising me with on the king-nine-deuce flop? Now, this is kind of a a small change um, from poker's standard ultimate question, what are they doing this with, right? You're just getting more detailed, thinking about Susan specifically with her action on this board. What is Susan check-raising me with on the king-nine-deuce flop? So, To answer the question, you got to compare her pre-flop range to the board, but also take into account what you know about her tendencies. Does she generally fold versus flop bets? Does she generally call because she never believes flops? Have you seen her raise as a bluff a ton of times? I don't know. That's up to you in the moment to think about, right? But those are those things, those tendencies you need to consider. Also, a key indication. Sure, she check raised you. Sure, her range is this. The board is king, nine, deuce, rainbow. But you also have to consider the size of her raise and her remaining stack. That's going to help you gauge how pot committed she might be. So let's say you called her flop check raise. Maybe because you think she could be doing it with worse. Maybe she's bluffing. Maybe she has worse than your king jack and she has king 10. The pot on the turn is now 30 big blinds after you called the check raise. And let's say the turn bricks with an offsuit four. So the board is king, nine, deuce, four. Susan comes out firing. She's double barreling on the turn after raising you on the flop. She makes it 25 big blinds into the 30 big blind pot. And that leaves her only 60 big blinds behind. So if you decide to call... Well, geez, you call putting another 25 big blinds in. That pot is going to grow to 80 big blinds. She seems pretty darn pot committed with that 25 big blind bet, right? Into the 30 big blind pot, leaving her with 60 big blinds behind. Here's a great question to ask at this point. She just bet. You're thinking about calling. The question is, what is she committing herself with on this board? So if you think about all you know about Susan, if she can do it with hands worse than your king jack... Maybe she has king 10 or king 8. Remember, that board was king 9, deuce 4. If she has king 10, king 8, um, or even a draw like 10 jack, like some kind of gut shot draw, then you can call or you can raise as you feel is correct at the time. However, if she's only committing herself here with the hand better than king jack, better than top pair good kicker, it's a super easy fold. So thinking about Susan, maybe you realize that, man, she's only committing here with like two pair or better. It's got to be king nine, maybe even a set 
or better, like a set of deuces, right? If you can reason through that and asking yourself poker's ultimate question or these three example questions, asking them over and over again, it's going to help you make really good reads through the streets, narrow her range, understand what she's doing or plays with. And if you know it's only a set or better, easy fold, right? If all you did was rely on the strength of your hand, remember you had king jack on the king nine deuce four board, it's really possible that you would have just called that turn bet and then you would have lost it all on the river. However, because you asked and answered those questions, it forced you to really consider everything that Susan was telling you with her bets and her raises and you made that better decision by folding on the turn when you just knew that you were most likely beat. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. I want you to write poker's ultimate question on a sticky note so it's in front of you as you play. Do you remember the question? Here it is again. What are they doing this with? I want you to start each of your next five play sessions with one table for 30 minutes. Anytime somebody enters the pot against you, ask and answer this question. Anytime they make a post-flop play against you, ask and answer this question or a version of it. And... If you're not in the hand, let's say you fold that 9-deuce preflop, sweet, there's other players in the hand, right? Ask and answer the question in relation to one of the players. So pick Bob over there, pick Susan, pick one of them, ask and answer the question, think about all the information available, make reads, and then in your head, what would you do? Make a play if you were actually the other player in the hand. Doing this over and over again is going to train you to use more information in your decision making. Now it's your turn to take action and Scooby-Dooby-Doo something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, your learning isn't complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod365 for a transcript of today's episode and links to everything that I discussed. Also, this Saturday, November 20th, 2 p.m. Pacific time, America's Card Room Tournament, $75 guaranteed Smart Poker Study monthly tournament, right? $3.30 buy-in, re-entry, 40-minute levels, or yeah, 40... 40 minute late reg with eight minute levels i mean to say the password is smart poker study so once again you can find this in the america's card room private tournament tab password smart poker study and for more information go to smartpokerstudy.com slash sps tournament i want you to play against me and try to take my chips my screen name is frisky misky Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.